Welcome to the Clarity Games with your hosts, Lynn, Elaine, and Greg. Let's welcome today's contestant, our special guest, Dave Hill. Now let's play some Clarity Games. All right, game five. Okay, this is an interesting one. So this is things are not always what they seem. So for one minute, uh, players agree on a life event. Uh, example job promotion or you know we could t- some of the life events you just mentioned Dave uh, we can land on a life event then we'll spend five minutes brainstorming about the positive things about that event then we spend five minutes brainstorming uh, potential negative things about that event and then we spend five minutes discussing what we brainstormed and any insights or anything that we noticed along the way so I'm just going to get my Timer ready here. So let's uh, stop sharing. So anyone, anyone have any ideas for life events to explore? Hmm. The one that's top of mind for me is losing your job because a, a good friend of mine, he works for one of the major banks here. And despite making record profits, as these banks tend to always do, they're in a, a, a downsizing phase so for the last two weeks he's on pins and needles every day whether he you know he's going to go into work today to find out he's been let go or not and um he's still not certain what's happening but uh they're kind of working their way down the food chain you know the this the more senior people get notified first then it kind of trickles down so this week might be his week but that's the one that's top of mind for me that's it sorry Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, ahead. you know, that's a, that's been an interesting one in 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 my career as well in terms of the realization between being warned that you might be about to be let go versus um, having a permanent a permanent role because uh, there's some really interesting thing, really interesting nuggets in there. Anyway, sorry, Elaine, you were saying. Yeah, yeah no, no, um, and just as you sort of added to that, yes, and also. It's very interesting because sometimes losing a job kind of it depends. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what we'll, lost, we'll, uh, we'll or is it see. something found? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what came to mind for me, sort of just off the top of my head, is perhaps big life event could be retirement. Mm. That could be. Yeah. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah. We have one yeah. of our uh, Clarity colleagues who's just retired, which I find very fascinating. Yeah, I'm happy with either one. I think yeah. there, there's a lot of a lot of gold yeah. in each. Well, so. Let's do retirement. How's retirement sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any All dissenters? Right. All right, Dave, because you, you sounded. Yeah, yeah no, we're good. It's, well, it's it's much of a much of a muchness, isn't it? It's it's um, well, yeah, a very <laughs> similar thing. The other one, yeah, the yeah. other one was uh, involuntary retirement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Potentially. All right. So we'll spend, we'll do five minutes of brainstorming on what are the positive outcomes that we see around retirement? It's the sort of obvious one of more time for yourself and for your, you know, your hobbies, your family. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Finally get to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom from our routine. Mm. 
probably learn <laughs> things about yourself that you didn't know and in, in the what what you want to do mm. if you haven't you know when you think about some people who have retired they haven't taken time to look at that been so busy focusing on what they were doing for, for many years for me at work, my password was retire 55. <laughs> awesome. Like the, uh, you know, the, the we, we had a, a an investment firm here. Their, their slogan was freedom 55. Like it was all about how do you retire when you're 55? But, um, you know, that's kind of the promise of, you know, go to school, get an education, get a good job and work your ass off for your whole life to, to get to the holy grail of retirement. Um, so it's kind of when, when I think about retirement, it's like, I finally, I made it like, I finally hear all those years of hard work and it's finally here. So it's kind of like, a getting to the, the end of the race, so to speak. The golden juice. Yeah. The golden juice. Ah, oh, potential positive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you, you know, a bit along the lines of, you know, finally getting to do what you want, but also like actually having the opportunity and the time therefore to learn a new skill mm. yeah. yeah you know sort of again it all sort of links back to that time business you know doing the, doing the bits of traveling that you really wish you could have done if you'd had more time to do it mm. um yeah travel came up for me um, so I'm thinking of my in-laws when, when my father-in-law retired, my mother-in-law was still working. So he was home alone all of a sudden and uh, he loved it. And then when, it, when my mother-in-law retired, she kind of ruined his retirement because <laughs> <laughs> now she was home. But uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just, it's like a, um, a whole new phase of life, right? Like as an adult, when you're a kid, you go through, you know, junior school and senior school, whatever, and university, college, whatever, and then you start working. But that work phase of your life is 40, 45, 50 years. And then all of a sudden you you hit retirement. And it's like a it's been a long time since you've had a new phase mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. So I can yeah. see the excitement and and uh and stuff around that. Yeah, and um, I, I actually can't wait until we get on what are the potential negative outcomes because <laughs> at the moment that's the only thing that's coming up for me. <laughs> Hold your horses for two minutes. Um, I will, I will. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there, there's a, you know, there's a real opportunity in stepping away from that and redefining yourself. You know, mm. if, if certainly if you've been in the same industry for, you know, for your whole working career, you know, you're, you're, you probably tied yourself to a job title or a particular um, skill set that you're now sort of almost free from and, and, and can go on and be you for once rather than you the plumber or you the builder or you the, you the actuary, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. I always envision my retirement as being, you know, uh, sleeping in, getting up, go golfing. Don't care if it's a six hour round of golf or, you know, however long it takes. Come back, have a nap. Um, like a ver very much a life of, of uh, leisure and, 
and lounging around, enjoying myself, not having deadlines or pressures. I, I, I know other people that are retired that have just made project after project after project and just not thrash themselves, but I'm going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting how you can have those, you know, well, I, I want, I want, I want easy street or no, no, I've got things, things to do. And they're, and it's not that they're feeling pressured to do that. It's just, that, that's what makes, makes sense to them. Yeah. 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 I, I guess, <clears throat> I guess it depends on how you retire, doesn't it? I mean, mm. if you retire with, with no possible view of having a pension or something, then it kind of, Rather somewhat worrying, but I guess I'm going on to the negative side yeah. again. Sorry, guys. It seems oh, that's okay. Be... Our five minutes uh, just elapsed, so we, we can <laughs> segue into your negative uh, transition. Uh, yeah, the first thing actually that, that struck me with Dave when you said, you know, you 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 are how like it's attached. Your whole working life life is in a deep attached to your identity, like I'm a retired plumber, I'm a retired actuary, I'm a retired whatever I am. And like that could potentially become rather worrying mm -hmm. because when you retire and then say, well, who the hell am I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. perhaps, an, you know, it could be something to be addressed with, with people sort of thing before they you know what say what's your take on on retirement well you know I, I don't know like that looks pretty scary to me it certainly can be it's, it's certainly an experience that i've witnessed in others you know that yeah. people that people leaving the forces can really struggle with the loss of who they were because yeah i was this you know i was this thing in an organization and it had clear structure and clear clear position on role and importance yeah. and all the rest of it yeah and all of a sudden yeah. You're not that. Um, that can be really tricky for some. Yeah. And it sounds to me like sort of when you, how the, the other side of the coin of freedom, mm -hmm. because at that point you're free. But again, if you don't have you to take with you or, you know, only what you've always, always been. And you, you, I think you're kind of, you know, sort of military kind of, definition let's say it also implies somebody that for the whole of their life have been formed in their adult life by somebody else mm -hmm. so again you you could end up you know ending that period of your life retiring as such and like you've got absolutely nothing or no one to cling on to no role model you've got no nothing left mm. you know if you haven't been able to create that for yourself during that time in that kind of job and that sounds again scary to me mm -hmm. yeah i think of all the stories you hear about you know people work their whole life to retire and then within a short period of time after retirement they're dead because yeah how just, they, they, yeah they don't have right. um i don't know a purpose almost it's like a you know yeah. losing their their purpose um yeah that's why it's it can be, I'm sure, scary. And it's funny, I, even for myself, like I, in my 20s and 30s, I dreamt about retirement a lot. Now in my 50s, 
I'm not really that interested. <laughs> <laughs> feeling a bit too close for comfort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I think uh, I'm, I'm thinking about um, people close to me, actually, uh, who have retired and, and thought it was going to look one way and it really didn't. Uh, you, you know, there, so there was a whole a whole load of thinking around it and what it was going to be, but the reality of it was was different. And it's some of that, you know, when you're in a when you're in a job or in an organisation or working in whatever environment, people turn to you or you turn to them, and all of a sudden that's gone. So there's the whole connection thing and the who am I part and the kind of what next mm-hmm. piece. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot wrapped up in it. I know for me, like when I, I mean, I didn't retire, but when I left my corporate work, I didn't realize in the, in the time how much social aspects of my life were caught up or just a function of being at work, right? Like you talk to people all day, every day you have, you know, at the time I would have called them friendships, but as soon as you're not in that environment anymore, those friendships you know, unless you are very deliberate about trying to continue them, they just disappear and uh, it can be very lonely. Um, mm. So, you know, losing that whole network of people, although I, I know when my father-in-law retired, it was around the same time, a number of his colleagues were also retiring. So they had, they had like a little coffee group. So whatever, every Thursday morning, they would meet up at the local coffee shop and uh, hang out. They've, they've been friends for, you know, another 20 years because they've just kept that going and they they you know mm-hmm. i'm sure they're still sitting around telling stories about <laughs> the old days and and whatnot but it gets them that connection and and things but you can i can very easily see how people could lose that yeah and, and how could that could be negative for them yeah and you know comparing the the sense of, oh, yeah, well, it'd be great to be retired because you've got more time, you know, more time to do the things you want. But sometimes I, I, I wonder if, unless you've got a very clear, like, you know, D- Dave, it sounded to me like you've got so many things you're, you're, already, you're already planning on doing that it's just never ending. But there will be, I guess, a lot of people who have no idea what it is they want to do and find themselves with this huge amount of emptiness mm. and time mm. to fill in and i'm wondering greg if those those people that sort of straight after their retirement drop down dead you know for stress and anxiety for lack of things to do mm. and and i know in in that statistic as well there are people who for character or for their job position. You know, they're so used to having people to control and manage mm. that they find themselves like, you know, and then they find themselves that actually it's their wife that's been controlling and managed them all all along. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's just awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh God, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Can't do it 24-7. <laughs> well, let's let's spend five minutes and and talk about any insights we've had or anything that we noticed or showed up or or thought of differently. I think there's a there's an interesting one in terms of retirement actually being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know we we are born and we die, and in the middle there's stuff, and we tend to label it 
and put it into buckets and go, well, this is that phase and that's that phase. And yeah. it's all just life at the end of the yeah. day for me. And, and therefore, you know, one of the things when I left the army, you know, that's all I ever wanted to be was a soldier and, until it, I decided it wasn't, <clears throat> wasn't, you know, wasn't the direction I wanted to continue going and I absolutely loved it still, but it was quite a wrench leaving but also I knew I wanted to. So it was, I, I had a plan for that. Mm. Um, not that I needed one, but it, but you know, there was a, there was a clear direction I was going in. Um, but then there was the, well, what do I do next? I had no idea about that. And then I had the realization that actually I didn't need to know. So I used to get wheeled out in my second civilian job, um, to talk about the fact that how come there's this soldier, working in this organization that doesn't look we know what's that about so i get rolled out in front of the interns and the first thing i say is hi i'm dave i'm 40 whatever i was at the time and i still don't know what i want to be when i grow up um, which was a, it's just a you know a fun way of leveling and let's let's see where we are because actually i don't know still don't know i'm enjoying what i do at the moment yeah. who knows what i'll be doing next week yeah i love that you said that i yeah. tell that to my kids all the time I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my two have got it completely. So, so when they're asked, what would you know? What do you know? What you want to do at university, or what do you want to you know? What do you want to do when you leave school? <sighs> no idea. But it doesn't look like it matters because mum and dad both did these things, uh, and they're now on their second or third or fourth iteration of other stuff since then. So it doesn't look like it really matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a big change from a, just one generation right. ago, right? Mm. Mm. Good. That sense, Good. the sense you say, Dave, of this, as you speak, it gives me a sense of uh, freedom in the sense of something with no restraints to it. And yet for other people, you know, the not knowing is, is a huge issue. Yeah. But I but love it, the way that, you know, you know, that, that, that in itself is an insight, you know, it's like, oh, well, well, who knows, you know, well, that's kind of fun. Let's get curious about that sort of thing. It's kind of empowering. And, you know, yeah. it, 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 you also break sort of somehow break down the barriers of space and time mm -hmm. because, well, if you don't know what you're doing, then, it, you know, you don't have to plan anything, do you? You just have to see what happens. That's quite wonderful, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and you can do that anytime you want. Absolutely. So it's not, not so much, you know, the idea of finally getting to do what you want. It's you'll finally found that, find out that you've got something to do kind of yeah. thing. It's just a complete turnaround. That's so insightful. Yeah. Uh, you know, that again, it's a, it's a bizarre lesson that I, I learned a long, long time ago um, about maps not being accurate. <laughs> you know, um, no, and, and that even includes the ones that are printed off because they've got a you know that they, they have a they were they were made at a certain point in time and you purchased it or been given it at a later point in time and i remember going and and we were doing a, a, a job in sierra leone and part of the country the maps that we were given were completely blank there was nothing on them what the the, the land still existed and where we needed to get was the other side of it okay well off we go let's we are literally exploring off the edge of our map now mm. and that gave us real comfort to know that we could still get around the place still arrive at our destination um and 
learn that we didn't need this piece of paper necessarily um, and that you know we, we can get around the place quite comfortably without it we might not know exactly where we are but we won't be far from where we thought we were um, and let's see what let's see what possible looks like yeah um, I saw a cartoon yesterday on Instagram it was a like four people on a on a hiking path in the woods and the guy at the back is holding a mop and the guy in the, the second person in line says, Oh, uh, I hope we'll be okay. We've never been on this trail before. And the first guy says, well, as long as Bob brought the map, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> that sounds like a bad dad joke. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, I guess I guess what's coming up for me is, you know, as if people can see that it's all to play for still, it's all to play for still, then maybe there's some some comfort in that. Yeah, start of a new adventure. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me that it's not the shiny object that I used to think it was retirement. Like it's not the, you know. I get, you can have you can you don't have to wait till you retire to have fun. You can have fun today. That's what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I wonder if I don't know. Generally speaking, like just the very word itself. Like if you think about it, and somebody said this as well, it doesn't really mean anything, does it? I mean, mm. it just means that you are not getting paid anymore to do something, mm. and you will get your a sum of money in any way every month because you did something in the past that you got paid for. But actually, it doesn't mean anything at all. Mm. But we do attribute, I think, generally speaking, let's say the masses, attribute sort of all positive or negative things to the retirement. But like, what does it mean? I mean, it doesn't mean anything really, does it? No, no. Like sun, you know, like Saturday and Sunday don't really mean yeah. anything. Well, yes. Yeah. You know, so what? And and who cares basically? Also, who decided how old you are when you when <laughs> that happens? Well, who decided? <laughs> well, yeah. It's bonkers. That's a I big mean, thing. Actually, think about it. I think I saw something in the news here in Canada. They're talking about changing the retirement age from 65 to 70 or something because, you know, the, the Canadian pension fund is in trouble. Yeah. I don't know, whatever, but yeah. Yeah. bureaucrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like who says? Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's our time. So that was a fun one. Mm. Let's see. Yeah. For one more, uh, yeah, something that kept whilst you're whilst you're spinning. What, whilst we were talking about retirement and some of the downside there, what popped into my head was the whole remote working mm. stuff with some of the same issues. Um, yeah, I could see a parallel. <clears throat> mm. All right, so game one, uh, one of our favorites. I won. one of our favorites. So player one, the guest, uh, shares something that they want more clarity on, a problem they want to solve, a goal they want to accomplish, etc. For two to three minutes. For five minutes, all of the players take turns making I wonder statements relating to what player one has shared. Player one just listens and takes in what people are wondering. 
And then for two minutes, player one shares what they heard that was interesting or made a difference for them in reports on whether anything has changed or shifted for them. So as I read at these times, I think the, the five minutes and two minutes at the end may not be long enough. So we'll, uh, we'll extend those as, as we see fit, but cool. uh, everyone clear on what we're doing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Over to you, David, is there something you want more clarity on a problem you want to solve a goal you want to accomplish or something you just want to get off your chest? Yeah, I think I can go down the route I was talking about earlier, but more, more blandly, um, which which makes it makes it more publishable. Um, both my parents are um, not as young as they used to be, not as fit and healthy as they used to be, um, and live about 450 miles away from me and about 250, 300 miles away from my sister. Um, now they've got, they've got a fantastic community that they live in. Um, you know, they're well supported, well loved, well looked after from that perspective. Um, but there is a, there is a logistical, both, you know, physical and time-based problem in terms of I am not on the doorstep and I can't drop everything easily to get down and help them out if they need it. Um, now, working for myself makes it a little bit easier and I've been able to do quite a bit of that this year, which has been great. Uh, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, but most of the time I've got commitments up here that I can't drop. You know, I've got two teenage daughters that I see I, I get access to every other five days because my ex-wife is a police officer. Um, so we do a, do a shift pattern with the children, which works really, really well, but it's not massively conducive to disappearing to the other end of the country. Mm. Um, so it'd be really cool to work out whether I'm not making excuses, but I, you know, that up, Am I using the principles as a way of, this is why I'm not feeling more caught up in the, I should be being more helpful route? Or is there a way I can be even more helpful and useful to them and my sister um, by listening and being present when I, when I can in the way that I can? And, and, just to see where that takes me um, and takes all of us. So uh, I don't know, does, is that clear enough? Do you got any questions? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Any questions from you guys? No? Yeah. All right. yeah. So we'll, I'm gonna uh, set the timer. Let's do 10, we'll set it for 10 minutes. And if it's too long, we can stop anytime, but there's lots of things to wonder about here. Oh. Oh. Uh, I go first. Sure, go for it. Um, I guess what pops up for me first is if if Dave was closer, I wonder what he would be, what support and pro what practical things he would be doing on a regular basis that aren't in place now. Mm -hmm.
I wonder. A lot of things about what might be going on as Dave used the word should. I really uh, picked up on the when he was talking about using the three principles so that this doesn't bother him and that, you know, maybe it should be bothering him more. And I just uh, wonder how different this would be if he if he could let that go yeah hey wonder what the excuses he believes that he thinks he's thinking yeah. Oh. And I also wonder why he believes that, again, the should word, but specifically the sh he should drop everything and go mm. as if either the either parent or sister or anybody involved in this scenario might not understand And I guess on the back of that, I wonder um, what Dave thinks other people are thinking that he should or shouldn't be doing mm. or what excuses he's making. I wonder if he's spoken to those concerned about this. Mm. I wonder what his parents want or need. Mm. I wonder if Dave realizes that his parents will love him no matter what he does. I need to just drop something in here. Don't hit me, guys. <laughs> I wonder what Dave would do if he were 5% kinder to himself oh. as he approaches this issue. Sorry, I stole that one from anybody. <laughs> I wonder what, what was... The sorry, Lynn. Nope, go, go. Nope. I, I, I was just very curious about why we might have found interesting the information that his he is 450 miles away from further away from his parents and his sister is exactly 230 miles. Mm. I wonder what's in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but there's so much in this that I relate to because I'm, I mean, my mom has passed, but my, I'm dealing with my dad and I have siblings. And um, so we're going through similar things, but I often think for myself. So I, w- I wonder if Dave thinks this too, but um, I often think that I'm modeling for my children what they should do for me when I'm in the same boat. Yeah. And I wonder if Dave ever thinks the same thing. Yeah. Along, along I guess I wonder. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I I guess I wonder um, if Dave drops out of his head into his heart. What does he know to do? And kind of uh, just a, a little bit away from the situation, but um, when Dave said, uh, I, I want to work out whether I'm making excuses, I wonder if he's if he has other areas that he's trying to figure out if he's making making excuses. I also want more. Wonder, he said, I, "I wonder a way to be more helpful. I wonder what more helpful looks like mm. looks like today." Mm. Did you hear that, Dave? No, you lost me. I can hear you. Oh, you can hear me. Yeah. Okay. Will I say it again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you said uh, something around uh, uh, figuring out a way to be more helpful. I wonder what more helpful looks like. I wonder. I wonder if Dave wonders if his him being physically present could actually seem like he is showing more support than when he's not physically present, especially as I know that Dave will also know everything about connection. Mm. And and just to on the back end of that, he he did say that indeed his parents have all the support that they need and that they're fine and that they're in a good community. So it just sounded a little bit off balance, that last comment, that observation. I mean, this may be me reading into my, for my own situation with my parent and siblings but i wonder if 
Dave and his sister approached this in a way that was free of judgment and um, insecurity and just, you know, full of love and understanding with each other and with his pa their parents, what would be different? I would also wonder more out of just pure curiosity, more also about, because it was mentioned, the or Dave's perspective on his relationship with his sister mm -hmm. and what that got to do with it. Sort of like a check-in sort of thing, a little curiosity. That's our uh, 10 minutes. Good. So Dave, you got as much time as you want to share what was interesting, what you heard, what shifted, anything you're, you're open to sharing with us. Firstly, thank you for your, you know, your wondering there. Um, there were some interesting bits in there, some of which made me laugh, some of which caught me out, uh, but all very, very helpful. So thank you very much for that. Um, the I only mentioned the distance of where I am and where my sister is to show that fam no family is close by. Mm -hmm. So there's, there was no relevance to the fact that Jen's closer than me at all. Um, if anything, she is less flexible than me. So she's a she's a nurse, um, has shift work, has a family, um, is trying to maintaining sort of balance all of that um as well as she does i know she does feel bad about not being close by and being able to be more helpful and the more helpful bit i know i'm being the pair of us are being really supportive at a distance but there is a practical element of being close by that's helpful uh you know i can't run them to the shop. I can't pick stuff up and drop it off for them. I can lean into my network of friends that are there and ask them to help. That's that's easily done and I've got no dramas in doing that. Um, but it's not the sort of instant family, right, we'll drop what we're doing and get on and do it. That's practically really, really hard. Um, I know I can get there within, if I fly, within three hours probably. Um, door to door, maybe four. So that, you know, it's, it is fairly quick and I can drive there in seven. So again, I can get there practically quite quickly. Um, but that's just dealing with the practical bits. Uh, I don't think I'm being judgmental with myself, but there's a, you know, there's, there is, am I, there might be something floating around in there. Um, so it's, no, it's just an interesting juggle that you know, the question about what do other people think? Um, 
not too concerned about what they think, but there is there is the perception of what other people might think, I suppose, you know, um, and how other people might handle this. There's, you know, there's, there's the comparisons that we make logically ourselves, um, which may or may not be helpful. Um, they, I know I'm doing the best I can. I know they've got everything that they need. I know, you know, when, when I was speaking to mum earlier about something uh, and she was worrying about three or four steps down the road, so well, we're not there yet. So let's, let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Let's look at what is possible now. Um, and I know even if they don't pick the phone up, I can phone a bunch of their friends and make things happen for them. You know, uh, if, if they're feeling too proud to ask, I've got no dramas in asking for them. Um, but have I spoken to them about it? Not really. We do speak, you know, I'm about to arrange another family Zoom call um, to, to just get everybody on the same page so that we, are all, we all know where we are with the current situation. Um, because it's handy to all be on the same page. So we do talk, but have I asked them directly? Probably not, not recently. Um, so that's something to take away and have a think about. Um, and I certainly haven't asked my sister because I don't want to, probably because I don't want to put any, or for her to feel any more pressure than she might be already, which is, a bit of a lame excuse on my side for not asking the question because who knows if asking that question what direction that will be taken in so that is a lame excuse of mine <laughs> so i'll have to think about have a think about uh, about that one um The question about excuses was a funny one. That got me smiling. Um, I don't think I'm using the girls as an excuse. That's that's so that's a, a practical thing. But again, if something were to happen, I could make some phone calls and we could come up with a solution up here. Um, I just know that my support network up here isn't as strong as it could be. That's not a drama. Um, so there's the, I, I know I've got limited flexibility on that front. So I suppose there's an element of me not asking for not wanting to e either hear the answer that's no, which actually be quite useful to know, um, or not wanting to feel that I'm putting on others, um, which I know is daft because if they were to ask me, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, so that's an interesting one. Um, so there's probably some conversations to be had here with with friends here about what happens if, um, and as, as well as having conversations with the girls about that. Um, and I know, you know I've got a good relationship with my ex-wife. It, it's tricky that she does shifts, so there is a, a limiting factor there, but actually, you know, the girls are 
fairly self-sustaining these days as teenagers. Um, so maybe I just need to help, you know, put my big boy pants on and have some, have some conversations uh, and, and see where that takes us. So thank you. you know, that's been, been really helpful. Well, thanks for letting us uh, play along with you. No, well, thanks you know, thanks, that's a, that's a pleasure. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to, um, you know, I, you know, Greg, Greg and Lynn heard at the weekend what I think about opportunities like this. Mm. And, and it, we've got equally got infinite capacity for insight and seeing things freshly, but it's sort of infinity plus when you get more people together, not that that's a possibility, but it just gears the whole system up and, and, uh, and it allows ideas to bounce around the place that probably would have got there on their own eventually, but they just get given a little bit of an extra nudge and that's always good, good value. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I had a coaching call the other day with a, a like a peer coaching thing, and it wasn't a particularly good call. I didn't think in, in terms of like he wasn't asking me the right questions and all this stuff. But I thought afterwards, like you know, how do you evaluate a, a coaching call? And what I came down to was what was the impact, right? Like it's not part. At first, I was like, well, it's about the connection and it's about the quality of the questions and all this stuff. And I thought, no, really, it's just the impact. And I thought, you know what? Even though he didn't ask me, I didn't think he was asking me the right questions. By virtue of not asking me the right questions, I it forced me to ask myself the right questions. <laughs> and so in maybe the end, there were the right questions. Exactly. <laughs> and in, in the end, the impact was quite high. Like I, I came out of that with seeing a lot of things fresh and new. So, um, yeah, I think anytime you get into a room with other people who generally, uh, want to, to be there to support you, whether they say the right things or not is irrelevant. It's just mm. you know, the, that connection and that, uh, you know, so, something good happens. It's been my experience. Definitely. I think there's also something to be said about the very structure of this game, if you mm. like, you know, it implies that, um, Dave talks, we talk, and then Dave talks. In, in this case, and the very fact that the only thing that we can do is, and, and we know how to do it, is the listening. I think that in itself is just, you know, allowing that space or for somebody else to listen and just see what comes up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and the more the more people are listening, I think, the higher the energy, so like the higher the impact kind of thing. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, that, it's a pleasure. It's that. It's that. It's the same thing with a you know music concert or whatever it happens to be. Mm. Uh, the energy level is palpably different, different because everybody is just listening. Mm. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing else to do in that sense, and you're all there with a joint with a set. You know a unified purpose in that in that moment of listening. Um, and that's why people feel such great connection yeah. at yeah. music events. It's, it's funny you say that. I went to a concert, like as soon as the lockdowns here were over, we were at a concert. 
so you go from having like two years of, of you know barely being around anybody to being with 15 or 20,000 people. And it was, you know, as far as concerts go, it was probably average. But as far as the connection and the crowd and the energy, it was probably the, the best concert I've ever been to. Because we were all starving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or yeah. That connection and that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, can I just ask you what's, if, if there is any, a difference from the feeling that you, you have right now differently to when you came in? Oh, for the call, yeah. for the for the whole session, or for this for this this part this part. No, I think I'm I'm fairly much where I started off, but I think. If anything, it's been reassuring in that sense. It's been affirming, it sort of reaffirmed stuff. Uh, and it's given, you know, it's given me stuff to go away and ponder on my own and see what shows up from there. So mm -hmm. I've, I've got, I've definitely got something to take away and play with. Uh, and I know that something exciting will come from that. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, it's 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 the as, as you were saying. I think Greg at the right at the beginning got to be in it to win it or whatever it was. Um, or come on, you know the the, the game show element of it. Um, there's there's magic to be to be got out of this. It just hasn't popped up yet, mm. but it, it will do. Mm. Well, you, you strike me as uh, being pretty well-grounded at the best you know even in the worst of times so I, I think for you it's uh you know when you're already on the ground it's hard to go lower <laughs> <laughs> well, you can dig a hole <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I, i've been i've been lucky that i've been like that most of my life there have been obviously times when when it's not been like that but um the the biggest takeaway I've got from the learning about the principles is that one, that that's available to everybody mm -hmm. and two, that there is, it, by me not freaking out in the past, there wasn't something wrong with me. I wasn't being negligent, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and when I was freaking out, it was because I was lost in thought. So um, yeah, best thing I've ever, ever, ever discovered. Same here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Dave. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for playing along. We'll see you next time on the Clarity Games.